Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, a radio show about video games. My name is Steve Curran. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Oh, that was a big intake of breath oh, right there. Yeah. People were probably guessing as you as you went, you're like, does that sound, does that sound like Byron? Does it sound like Scantus? Does it sound like a super special guest? Who knows? Oh. It was you. It was me. Uh, it was me. And it wasn't me uh, starting to smoke at the beginning of the show because there's no smoking in this studio or indeed for me ever uh simon's not here where's where's byron he's got a cold he's got a cold cold. he emailed earlier he He emailed hr didn't he he did Uh, he heroically went into work today because he didn't want to let us down this evening and Mm. we said please let us down we don't want your cold go home i I think he sent that email from home from bed i think i think he knew oh it's a shame you're old simon do come in do come in we need you here yeah. We need you here. Well, don't worry, well, Simon. We don't need you. We do. That's not. We, we definitely, we definitely do need do. you. But we'll get through this next fifty-eight and a half minutes. You're listening to One Life Left on Residence One Hundred Four Point Four FM. We are a radio show about video games. Uh, we've been doing this for the last ten years, and today will be a same sort of thing. The same yeah, sort the of same thing. Sort won't of it? thing. It will be uh, a show full of music. Yeah. Show full of features. Yeah. Show full of news. Yeah. Will it? Yeah. Yes. Full full of news. Because you were writing right up until the deadline, weren't you? Yeah. That's how current we are. That's Can't how current we are. Keep us down. Um, I'm a bit concerned about the studio right now because we've only got one out of four of our lights on. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem good. I I'm, like it. It's a late night atmosphere. Gonna, Maybe people uh, should call in with their sleep. problems. What are you doing? Going to get the lights. It's very hard to fill on your own right now. Uh, Anne's just nipped out. No, that's turning all of the lights off. Okay, now one of them's back on again. We don't have any lights. Uh, Good. 
Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was very very difficult for me to fill. We don't have a special guest today either. No, we're running low. Did email Chris Graft, uh, the guy we'll be hosting One Life Left versus Gama Sutra with. Uh, next week, and he's not replied. No, it's because you keep calling it versus Gamasutra, and we are times. It used to be versus, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But they they said this year they specifically want to change it. I think because we come off a little aggressive sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. So but it's but one life left X. One life left X Gamasutra. Are you sure that means times and doesn't mean kiss? kiss. Maybe it does. I think they're trying to create the uh, a happy family, a happy community of people. Instead of an aggressive face-off. Oh, that's a solid gag, that Kiss X thing. Yeah. We should write that down yeah. for broadcast in San Francisco, which is where we're going to this week. Are you excited? I am, but let's talk about that later in the show, Steve. Let's okay. not peek right. too soon with our, with our big guns. It's four minutes past seven. It's not, it's only three. Seven oh four on Monday, the twentieth of February. I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. The latest humble bundle, the Freedom Bundle, has raised over six million dollars for charity. It's the most expensive bundle put together to date, at, with over sixty-five games and books, including The Witness, Superhexagon, Nuclear Throne, Stardew Valley, and Octodad. The bundle costs a minimum of thirty dollars. Backers can choose how to split their donation between the three charities involved: American Civil, Civil Liberties Union, Médecins Sans Frontières, and International Rescue Committee. Humble said, "We chose these three organisations because of the inspiring work they do in providing humanitarian assistance to refugees." and displaced people. Interesting. Uh, did you buy it? Yes. Uh, where did you put your money? Well, I say I bought it. Matt bought it. <laughs> but, you know, we're getting married, so what's mine is his, and uh, That's et true. Where did he put his money? I don't know. I think he probably did an equal three-way split. Can you see how the, how the split has fallen on the page? Uh, I'm on the page look. right now. So uh, can you see it? I, I can't, but my phone isn't. Uh, it, let's so. have a look. You've got an Humble iOS device. Bundle. So freedom oh so also worth noting that the bundle is over it finished four minutes ago <laughs> good <laughs> so good story if you it's very likely likely you've got one of the games that was in the bundle already so if you're sad that you missed it what you should do is just give them some give one of the charities some money and then uh, play the game you've already got mm, very very true very can true. you see how the uh, money splits no, i'm just curious the bundle is over click at active promotions below don't want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a really, 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 really good bundle and really, really good cause. Of course, I wonder how much Jonathan Blow had to do with putting this together because I saw the witnesses essentially leading the bundle. Yeah. It's right at the top. Uh, I believe this is the first bundle it's been in, First, probably the first discount it's had, possibly mm. the first discount it's had. Um, and I also know that... Uh, maybe two weeks ago yeah. uh, Jonathan was sort of uh, getting into trouble on Twitter getting into one of those what do you call them? Uh, tweet pylons uh, oh, because because he was expressing uh, one might say it's a nuanced opinion on, on the subject of punching Nazis and uh, and Twitter which is a very binary place, yeah. right? you either have to be for or against something uh, didn't like it, took some quotes, and re- they were retweeted all over the place. So I think this is, you know, excellent way of Jonathan showing what's, uh, you know, showing where his 
his <laughs> his beliefs lie yeah. uh, by literally putting some money behind this. Did we talk about this last last week? No. Are you sure? Did you listen to the show last week? I was on the show last week. Okay. Yeah, so no. No, but did you listen to it? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just checking. YouTube star PewDiePie has been dropped by Disney's Maker Studios, been dropped by Google Preferred, and, ha- and has had his YouTube Red series, Scare PewDiePie, cancelled. This is all after he made an incredibly dumb video with some incredibly anti-Semitic content. Pews has a history of being controversial in the name of humour, but this time it seems he's pushed it too far. Speaking to the Wall Street Journal, Maker Studio said, although Felix has created a following by being provocative and irreverent, he clearly went too far in this case, and the resulting videos are inappropriate. Mm, definitely. Have you seen those videos no because why would i watch something that will make me angry and i just i I suppose the answer to that would be because you're a journalist and you're investigating these things but i i agree with you um you know it seems a fairly clear-cut case uh, a lot of people try and get away with things in the name of humour, but these mm-hmm. things do not exist without context. And right now, it's a very, very dangerous time to be joking about uh, this sort of symbology, which uh, for some people is all too real uh, and, you know, horrifying. Uh, do we think this is the end for Pewds? Um, No. he He's so big and he does have people that like him and back him and I saw someone write uh, that one of the funniest things to come out of this is seeing 14 year old boys say that they are going to um, uh, they're never going to read the Wall Street Journal again (laughs) and it's like oh oh, okay lads Um, so yeah he's he is huge he has a massive following the the right thing for him to do would be to apologise properly, but his apology was one of those. Uh, so what he actually said was, I'm sorry for the words I used as I know they offended people, mm. which isn't an apology. It's an acknowledgement uh, that you've I, offended I, people. I completely agree. Um, so trying to put yourself in Pewds' shoes, which is the name of my new, <laughs> new YouTube series, in Pewds' shoes... Uh, you are an incredibly rich man, and the one thing that money doesn't do is make you happy. It just makes you pursue more money. And suddenly you find that jeopardised by something stupid you've said. On uh, one hand, you you know you should come out, obviously, and apologise for, for the things that you've done. On the other hand, that must be quite difficult, because you know as soon as you act uh, com- you know, contrite, if you don't balance that contrition, then you'll lose respect among your edgy teenage followers. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess it's a it's a difficult decision for someone who who wants to try and keep their internet fame. We've seen this pattern a lot before, haven't we, with these celebrities? Have we ever seen it on YouTube before? I suppose on smaller scale, Sam Pepper got into a lot of yeah. trouble, didn't he, with his pranks? Yeah, and there was a little while back, there was um, someone, oh, I can't remember who it was, was presenting a Twitch stream mm-hmm. and they were being incredibly inappropriate mm-hmm. uh, and Twitch went, don't do that and i think it was something that they were doing in association with twitch as well um and so they got a lot of flack from that um and got i think got things cancelled um yeah i think it's uh, i mean it's obviously fair enough for the brands who've withdrawn their support to say you can do whatever you want you know on this free speech platform but we don't want to be associated with it for disney in particular they have to stay very very far away from those sort of things I wonder whether we're going to see more regulation creeping into these sort of broadcasts like we have in television. Well, I actually think what's going to happen is... uh, So if you think about um, 
journalism, if you think about um, the skill of presenting television shows, um, things like that, where you can you can go on courses, you can learn it. There are, you know, if you become a journalist, then you can become, uh, you go through courses, you can become a uh, member of unions. There are a lot of regulations in place uh, with a lot of journalists. And you don't have that in the same way for um people who stream or put out youtube videos but i wonder if that's going to start becoming more of an institutionalized thing oh you can go to university and learn how to make youtube videos you can make content you can learn how to be a better streamer and with that comes uh you know where whenever anything uh, comes into academia there's also a discussion about the um morality or the ethics, ethics of how you do things and to be honest you should be thinking about that as well because you know especially something where you're reaching a lot of people uh, I'm only thinking about in-pewed shoes. <laughs> the family that close together survives the nuclear apocalypse in a taco van together. John and Brenda Romero, makers of Doom and Wizardry, have released a new game with their 12-year-old son, Donovan. Gunman Taco Truck is out on iOS, Android and Steam and charts the journey of the world's last taco vendor after the nuclear apocalypse. In the game, you have to fight off threats, collect materials for your truck and make some delicious treats. Sounds like a nice way to spend the post-apocalypse. Just don't forget to ask for a side of uranium. So this is excellent. This is even more like the music industry now where we're seeing children of uh, of stars making their own hits yeah. and people go oh yeah but if he was just any old 12 year old <laughs> wouldn't have got this publicity for his taco truck taco truck game would he uh i don't think they'd be speaking in that voice no. they'd probably well maybe they would maybe they who would know? Who, who knows? knows i don't know who that's knows my that's my generic go-to other accent yeah um do you know anything about the game is it any good i haven't played it because i'm a very good journalist did he make it all himself so he came up with this idea when okay. he was nine years old. Right. Okay. Uh, it takes he, a while to make games. Yeah. Makes He's sense. Been, uh, he had been having some coding lessons. Okay, good. Um, and that sort of, this is where this idea uh, mm-hmm. came off the back of. Um, he's credited as being a designer and coder on the game. Who's teaching him coding? I wonder if it's John Carmack. <laughs> <laughs> designer and coder, who did the arts? Doesn't doesn't say, okay. Uh, unspecified. It's a lot of work anyway, designing and coding a video game. And what sort of game is it? Shooty, shooty. Um, so it's Taco, taco. No, I think it's... So apparently there are two mini games in it. There's one where um, you um, go along... So you're in the van you are shooting uh, threats and you're picking up materials to add to your van. And then there's another one with, uh, where you are making the tacos in the van, which it sounds a little overcooked-y. Um that bit but you've got to remember the recipes and make the tacos and give them out to people and the more that people enjoy them the more money you get the better you can go and be post-apocalyptic in your taco van now wasn't the creator of uh mobile smash space pants 12 as well uh-huh interesting is 12 the 12 might be the coming of age is 12 the new yeah. 27 club but, the, <laughs> but very very different very 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 when you come alive in video games <laughs> Microsoft is having an E3 conference this year, but only just. The company would usually kick off the conference with its press extravaganza on the Monday the conference starts, but this year it'll be sliding in a little early with a Sunday showing of its wares because it never hurts to arrive early, a little early at a function. It's thought that they'll be talking about Scorpio, Microsoft's new 4K-capable Xbox One follow-up. The show will go up on Sunday, June the 11th at 2pm PDT. Let's wait and see whose press conference will be fashionably late. Mm, uh, a Sony doing one? 
Do we know about that? I don't think it's been announced yet. No, mm. Nintendo. They always seem to be doing their own thing these days. And like we said last week, uh, E3 is on the way out. It's I on think. the way out. I it, think it's it'll on the way be out. E2 by next year. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. What's oh, happened to E2? Well, it changed into Radius. It did, didn't it? And then Radius has been going a little bit more worldwide. Hasn't it? It was in Vienna. I've not seen George Gerog for a very long time. Uh, he's coming to my wedding, so you'll Is see he? him there. Well, he <laughs> says that. Okay. Uh, right, I don't have very much to say about this. I mean, Microsoft doing a press conference. Uh, they'll do a press conference everywhere. I assume they have, confer- you know... They do announcements at the Penny Arcades of this world and all of those uh, other satellite conferences because it's nice to try and kick something up, kick some dirt up Sunday because it's good to go in first, isn't it, to dominate the news cycle. Simon would know about this, but he ain't here. He's got a cold. Don't get a cold before your (laughs) press conference. And finally, we have a lot of work to do before we head to America because there has been a new Pokemon Go update and there are so many new Pokemon to catch. It's the largest update since the game launched and there are 80 whole new critters out in the wild waiting to get in your Pokedex. There are new berry items, new evolves, new avatar outfits and accessories, a new night mode and there are new encounter mechanics. Who even knows what that means? But it could mean that Pokemon will come and stroke your face while you sleep and then climb into your phone. If we suddenly go quiet, it's because there's a Sneasel nearby. So, uh, I was going to talk about this in the review section. Okay. And I was going to talk about it in the uh, in the sort of mid-any-other-business sort of thing as well. Also in the letter section, it's definitely okay. going to come up. Good. Should we cover it now as well? So, uh, you, are you back in? So, yeah, caught two new ones this morning. What'd you catch? No idea, because I literally was just like, oh, I've, got, uh, I've heard that there's new ones. I've mm-hmm. got to catch some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you actually have to catch yeah. them all. That's, hmm. Well, I try, you know, I try and catch some of them at least. Yeah. Uh, caught them, no idea what they are, because I was in a lot of a rush, which is why I haven't been as into it recently, because when you're rushing around, you can't take the time to appreciate... Your surroundings. Surely this is a game for no, exactly you can't that. Take your time to appreciate your surroundings and which Doesn't Pokemon. Say got to appreciate them all. It just says catch them, well, which you can it. do when you. I you're... caught them, so I don't know what they are. They're right. in the bag. I don't. Okay. I never need to think about them again. All right, you should think about them. I got the little, the little one, the little brown, little one. You know, the little like no. overly uh, um... Diglett. No, 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 no. Looks a bit like Diglett though. Begins with a D as well. <laughs> Twiglet. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at my recently caught Pokemon here. Uh, da, 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 recent. Uh, Hoot Hoot. What have you got? Centret. Is there anything near here? Murkow. Skarmory. Natu. Swinub. Whoa, you've been... Oh, that's what I caught that one. All right, okay. Oh, it didn't begin with a D, did like it? Diglin. No, it doesn't. Anyway, I, I noticed something else about this. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got genders. What? For what? Pokemon? The Pokemon have got genders. So they... Have they always had genders? No, I don't think uh, no, they no, have. No, no, There's only ever... Well, on this Pokemon Go, there's only ever been one Pokemon that has a gender. The Nidoran N- and Nidorina. Yeah. Nidoran, yeah. Nid- two, then. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you look at a Pidgey now, which I'm doing, look, that Pidgey is... Top. Huh? Whereas if you look at another Pidgey, the other Pidgey might be... Huh? huh. What? But... What, what difference does it make? It doesn't, doesn't seem to make any difference right now, but you know what that means? It means it will make a difference. One day, and if you've got male and female Pokemon, what does that mean? What you, can you do? You've probably got some problems for the women. <laughs> um, no, uh, presumably we're going to be able to breed them. 
presumably we're going to make able to finally make our own little baby Pokemon, Pokeminis. But you can evolve them, isn't that? What? You, when you evolve something. No. Why, that's... Yeah, but why do you want to breed them? Well, because I want a little baby, whatever. What you do in your own personal times, <laughs> Steve? It's really up to you. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I'm not really into the idea of gendering Pokemon. <sighs> I don't really need it. I don't need it. I don't you want do. it. Just get, no, because I can get all my baby ones from out of eggs. If you're going to use a, eggs properly, actually, give me babies out of them. Actually, it's very interesting. I'll, t- I'll tell you why after this piece of music. Okay. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We were just doing some admin. Still only got one light on in the studio. Yeah. What uh, was the admin about, though, Steve? Was it important business admin? <laughs> it was important burger admin. Um, you're listening to One Life Left. It's a show about video games. We play music like this. It's Jellica. Uh, it's called Side Remix 3. Like this. Uh, C64 involved in the production of this. You'll find this piece of music on chipmusic.org, which is where we get most of our music from and indeed all of the music I think we're going to play today I guess it depends how desperate we get later in the show because it's only 21 minutes past 30 38 minutes to go actually get it does make time pass slower if you keep mentioning it it, doesn't it it? 38 minutes to go you never know Steve this could be solid gold I've got a lot to talk about anyway my interesting piece of information when we're talking about gendered Pokemon okay right you said that you didn't think, you know, it was helpful or no. interesting to have it and actually, you know, making the world of Pokemon more binary yeah. perhaps is a destructive yeah. thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that is yeah, what I, I think, saying. actually. Yeah, that yeah. is what I think. Well, 
you'll know. Uh, just take a look at this this Pokemon. My my favourite Pokemon. Who's my favourite Pokemon? Oh, Mr. Mime. <gasps> well, you say that. Is that? What's uh, Mr. Mime's gender? There. Wait, is that what the one for women? That's the, <laughs> that, is, that is the drawing for women. Yeah, just okay. uh, yeah. So huh? I've got I've got a Mr. Mime. And another Mr. Mime. You'll know I haven't renamed Mr. Mime. Good. Mrs. Mime. Good. Don't need to. Don't need to. My mimes can identify as whatever they want, but I will be making them have babies later, smushing their faces uh. together, and they'll be miming as well. <laughs> I can't. I think if you just mime that, nothing happens. <laughs> We're going to find out, aren't we? Are we? <laughs> we are. We are going to find out. Uh, live on Twitch uh, later. So this is the point normally where we put down the mic and we uh, we talk talk to a guest. So why are you here? Because I was in the area. You were in the area. Um, so you, can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm uh, fiance Evan. I'm Matt. Hi. We really were running short of guests today, weren't we? Um, Simon usually sorts out the guest but he's got a cold also hadn't sorted out a guest Chris hasn't got back to us (laughs) and you were in the area it's this kind of high quality chat that people tune in for yeah Uh, I want to talk to you about some VR things (laughs) I know exactly what VR thing you want to talk to me about as well uh, we recently got VR at home PlayStation VR Mm. so how's that going? great right this is the thing it feels like we live in the future so you got a PlayStation VR because you are uh, important in the yeah. video game industry. Yeah. And also because it's important for you to stay up to date with up the trends date. of three months ago. Yeah, exactly. And also uh, be- for tax purposes. For ta- literally for tax purposes. <laughs> for tax purposes. So uh, you've, you've wanted one for a while. This, I have. It was, my, it was on my Christmas wish list. It's not Christmas your... came late. It's not your first VR experience. It's not my first VR experience, but it is my first time of having VR at home, being able to experience it in my own surroundings. Right, okay. And Mm. is that different? Yeah, because you can just put it on and then when you take it off... You can go to bed. <laughs> you can you, you can experience VR in your pajamas. <laughs> you could have done that in my house as well. You just had to ask. Yeah, I could have just asked, but I didn't. So now you know. Now so I don't you, have to go through that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, what did you get? What games did you get? Well, so what we've been playing this week. This is, sort of bleeds a little bit into the review, so we'll mm. have to review something else. Mm. Um, is the Batman Arkham VR, which is excellent because you feel like batman it's mm-hmm. really good from the get-go it is incredibly immersive there's a bit where which, you put on the which batman do you feel feel like because there's a lot of batman these days right so this is the thing i don't know any slash many of the batmans you must. apart from the lego one you know the lego one so i think i feel like the lego well, one you don't know but the, i can't you don't know the christopher nolan uh, what's uh, the one that was in the most recent one who was that the Ben the Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah, is that the one where? Is that the most recent one? Yeah, mm, yeah, but no one's seen that one. Oh no, no, the, not the most most recent one. Then the one that I will have seen. The one that you'll have seen is, is that, the, is the ben, Christian is Bale. The, yeah, Christian Chris, Bale. Christian Bale. So I identify as that Batman. Yeah. Okay. You've not seen the one Broody. before that. The sort of I saw. The oh, Tim I saw the Batman. Dark Knight Simmons. So that's still that's the Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Okay. Yeah. But before that, you had you know Michael Keaton being a Batman. No. You didn't have him? No. Uh, who else did you have? Uh, Val got... Kilmer. He was no. George Clooney. He was oh, a Batman. Oh, I identify yeah. as George Clooney. You do? Yeah. Okay. 
And then way back then, you have the sixties Batman. Adam oh, West. actually, no, I did used to watch them quite a lot. The one so where they've like, seen loads of yeah, Batman. The one, where, yeah. the one where they wear material. Yes. Yeah. I like them a lot better than the modern sort of yeah, the PVC like, Batman. Yeah, the sort of um, uh, the armored Batman. Okay, but mm. the Batman you identify most with Lego. Lego Batman. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the new? No, I haven't. Okay. But I hear it's very good. Uh, so. so. But obviously, the one that I actually identify as is the is the most is the iconic view of what the modern Batman is with all the like. PVC. What sort of an average of yeah. all the sort yeah, of kind Batman? Of a, yeah, sort of a. Like, oh, oh, I'm really sad. I've got emotions. My parents are dead. No, no, oh God. Uh, Batman. Yep. Okay. So rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I. So yeah, you put on the outfit. Not made out of material, made out of, well, nothing, because it's virtual. Wait, wait, wait. You, you put on an actual outfit? In this is room. why we do it in our home. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Pajamas, you put yeah. your back pajamas. You put your back pajamas on. Okay. Uh, and, like, that does goes a long way to immerse you into it. And then it's just super cool. You've got Gotham all around you. You look all around, like, you can move the bat sign thing. What's it called? Bat light. Batty bat light. Signal. Bat yes. signal, that's it. Batty light is better. <laughs> Much better. Uh, you can move that around. Move you can, light. like, all of your stuff going everywhere. Um, How do you move around? Right, this is brilliant. You don't feel sick. Okay. Because uh, it brilliant. goes, oh, you want to move over there? Press yeah. the button and then suddenly you're there. And so you progress along. Teleport. Yeah. And yeah. Mm. so it doesn't make you want to puke, which is excellent. Uh, people get up in your face. You're all, like... Batman, um, it's really cool, and then you have your weapons, right? Okay. So you got your um, shooty prongy thing, grapple gun. That, yeah. You got your scanny scanner scanny thing. That doesn't sound very weapon. That sounds more supermarket. Okay. Uh, it still looks like a gun. It okay. looks like, like you like you you trigger to make it happen, but it doesn't do anything bad. Okay. It, do, it, it just gives you information. Just gives you a price on it your gives groceries, you, it's <laughs> which the, is good. The weapon of knowledge. Okay. And then you've got your batarangs, which you fling at things mm-hmm. to break them or hit a button and it opens a thing. Yep. Swing, swing. But, uh, so we've both been playing this. Uh-huh. I'm sure than Matt is. Mm-hmm. I played it first. Totally fine. Brilliant. You stepped into VR. Oh, I stepped into VR. And uh, calibration works a little bit differently for each of us. So mm-hmm. when... Um, when you are asked if the space around you is clear and you're assured, yeah, the space around is completely clear and one of us can reach like an extra foot. Um, in some of the VR games that we've played, that doesn't really matter, except when the taller of the two of us enthusiastically throws a batarang and in the real world basically punches right through a light bulb and smashes it all over the sofa. You also did that at my house. I mean, because uh, yeah. we weren't yeah. playing a violent game, but you did hit the light shade when we were playing um, the machine building game, whose uh, name I forgot what it's uh, Fantastic Contraption. Fantastic Contraption. Yeah. I'm just too big you for are VR. too big for VR. Some VR can't contain this man. Mm. It's incredible. Um, but, you know... Downside, uh, glass shattered everywhere. Luckily, the cat was in the other room, um, lost the light bulb, could have caused severe injury. Plus side, apparently you felt a lot more like Batman. Oh, my goodness. The, shatter- yeah. the realistic shattering noise of the glass. Yeah, it tinkles to the floor, just like the thing I'd thrown the batarang at. It was Interesting. brilliant. Interesting. Uh, what else have you been playing? In VR? Uh, well, yes, we're not in the review section. Oh, no. Uh 
Well, I, it, only the stuff that I talked about last week. Ah, the okay. uh, VR worlds. But I was um, reading an article this week on, because I obviously want to get more stuff, but I only want to get the good stuff. I don't want to get the bad stuff. And I was reading an article about uh, what VR, uh, VR games we should get. Uh, do you know any good ones? VR? Yeah. No. PS4, PSVR. No, there's loads of uh, good VR games, but I don't have a PSVR, so I'm not sure what yeah. I saw is Thumper. on both. Oh, Thumper is, is incredible. Thumper's brilliant. What do you think it'll be good in VR? I've played it in VR. Is it good in VR? It is good in VR, okay. but it's good without VR as okay. well. I would say VR doesn't add the most to it, but it is an exceptional game. It's yeah. really good. Seven out of ten. Okay. Like, fantastic. Uh, maybe listeners... If you have any suggestions for VR games on the PSVR that I can get and play, please write into team at onelifeleft.com. Talking of which. That's unusual. What, what have you just done? Hold on, hold on. Something weird's going on. There we go. There you go. I think you just took the fader down too much. But it was—it wasn't fading, as I faded it. It, it absolutely was. Not in my head. It oh, was in mine. Have you got pre-fade or something? Anyway, a little bit of technical. Just a bit of tech just chat. Just a bit of tech chat, of tech chat oh, behind the curtain. Okay. When Simon, you see, Simon is our curtain, really, isn't he? <laughs> he is and when he's not here, you get to see behind him. Philip Shearer writes, "Hello, team and super special guest." I've been away a while. Turns out the last podcast I listened to was July, back when Pokemon Go was a thing and all was right with the world. Mostly I've been busy as baby daughter Elspeth has been born. Her favourite game at the moment is How Many Fingers Go In My Mouth. I've started with last week's Valentine's show. Did I miss much? Uh, uh, I mean, to be honest, you could take it or leave it. Like, no, as soon as you got to the bit where I got PSVR. Yeah, you're, you're back you're up, up to, to date. date. It's fine. You're up to date. What game is best, most reassuring perhaps, to return to after a lengthy break? TTFN, Phil. Games to play after a lengthy break from gaming. Um, I, found, I have found it a bit weird going back into Pokemon Go after having quite a bit of a break because it was such a companion. Mm. I used to think about it so much and now I feel like a distant friend catching up again and just being like, oh, I've sort of forgotten what kind of thing you like. I've forgotten how you work. Which how I think about all my friends. <laughs> um, one, I think the game that gives me that sort of feeling, although also tinged with a little bit of regret, is Animal Crossing. When mm. you do return to it, and it sometimes takes a lot of willpower to do that because you know the animals will go on about how you've been away. When you do return, it feels so comfortable to be back in that universe and it's so gentle and, and simple as well. But it is interesting the way that the uh, sort of the nagging and the compuls- the stuff that's meant to compel you to return every day actually after a certain length of time becomes a barrier to you going back into that world because you feel guilty. Mm, I am... I was just having a look on my phone because whenever I'm bored on the train or, I've, or I sort of need to stay awake on the train and I don't want to just sort of drift in something, I keep going back to Rings, which I think is a game that I gave quite an average uh, review, but I keep going back to it. Rings? I, yeah, it's just... It's sort of like a match three okay. kind of thing, but you're stacking rings on mm. each other um, and I, yeah it just has like that comforting hypnotic kind of well I know exactly what's going on here and I can absolutely do this for three tube stops and then I can get <laughs> off and say goodbye so yeah uh, do you want to have you got a letter 
Uh, yes, a letter from Norway. Uh, Marion writes, Dear team and SSG, GDC is only a week away, but this year I won't be going. The thought that I am missing out on seeing all of my favourite people, including you, and attending Marioki fills me with sadness. To feel less bad about missing out, I've stayed busy, and I'm organising a couple of small events in Oslo with other local game devs. The question is, how would you cope with missing out on your favourite industry events? And in your opinion, is it okay to log off Twitter and Facebook to avoid seeing your friends' posts from GDC? All the yeah. best, Marianne. 100%. Sorry, 100%, definitely. definitely. I jumped in before the letter was even finished. Do it. Do it. I It'll do. Just, That's what yeah. I do. Like, block that hashtag. Yeah. Get rid of it, because it will just slightly upset you. you. Yeah, yeah, it'll drive you mad. Um, the other way to you know, to remedy this is to invite One Life Left to Oslo. Yeah, obviously. Just, but know, not, but like a, not that week. No. Actually, I think... <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that'd be all, yeah, try and destroy GDC <laughs> by inviting everyone over that week. See who takes you up on it. Uh, but actually, I think the thing that you're doing is getting a lot of your uh, friends around, making new fun things to do where you are, uh, because not everyone can travel like that for that amount of time. Yeah. Have fun where you are. If you can't be with the one you love, then love the one you're with. <laughs> <laughs> another letter <laughs> oh wait you want me to do another letter uh, well I thought so. I can okay do dear team and SSG uh, it's come up to that time of year again when we get a bunch of broadcasts from GDC with lots of interesting people on them as well as Steve and Anne Whoa, just kidding hey. you are interesting people too it's the fact that you've had to say you are interesting people too we knew you were kidding uh, I was wondering if to warm us up to GDC you could recommend some of the best talks you've heard slash given there that we can broaden our horizons a little or alternatively you could talk about the most interesting or outstanding thing that came out of GDC for you personally hope the Marioki goes well over there love and kisses Chris Stewart uh, experimental gameplay workshop is uh, the best one, or at least the one that I hear the most universal praise for. I am never able to go because I'm always always busy doing our stupid radio show. Uh, I've also heard really effusive praise from Henrik uh, on Friday night at Marioki about a lecture about Ms. Pac-Man. Huh. Uh, so maybe look that one up because he knows what he's talking about. Joe, you know, I've only ever... As far as I can remember, I've only ever been into one talk at GDC because we are so busy all the time. I'm going to try and remedy that this year. You're going to successfully remedy it because I'm talking. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to go to your But the talk that I went to was the a talk about um, making com- uh, ga- games or commercial successes on BlackBerry. Uh, <laughs> did it, we? Because it was we, uh, Simon and I heard that if we went to that one, they would give us a BlackBerry playbook afterwards, and we wanted some um, items. We wanted some tech to take with us. I found my playbook the other day. I was thinking about it the speaker. other day. Actually, this this uh, letter did prompt me to think about the playbook. Where is it? Mine's behind the speaker. Uh, <laughs> got- I found it behind the speaker, as in I moved the speaker. I was like, oh. Ooh, what's that? Oh, it's my playbook. Put the speaker back. <laughs> Presumably it was there for a reason. I was just out of the way. Uh, I've got another letter here from uh, Adam Moore. First time writer, I think. I have been going back through past recordings of the show to catch up on some that I missed. At one point, I went all the way back to season four. Oh, no. I was shocked at some of the language used in some of the earlier episodes, but overall, pleasantly surprised with the quality. Why aren't we broadcasting in the middle of the day? 
Yeah, I don't know what, <laughs> don't know what language he's talking about. Uh, you still know how to throw a good radio show together, he says. Claims. Are there any older classic games that you've gone back to with the expectation of not being that good, but were surprised with how well it's held up over time? Pip Pip, Adam Moore. No, never no, look back. Never. never look back. Um, I commonly return to the BBC micro game Exile, and I'm always astonished at how much it did uh, with so f- little uh, resources, and also how uh, how much it did ahead of its time, and how little the gaming industry paid attention to it until you know five, ten years later when it was like, oh, maybe we should use physics in the game. Maybe we should have uh, puzzles that can be solved in a variety of ways. Uh, you know. Anyway, it's a brilliant game. I advise you to look it up. The end. Never look back. Uh, I've got one more letter. Go for it. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. Oh, no, wait. We've done this letter already. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you want to... I think we did have another letter from... Wait, is it Robert? No, uh, well, Robert Wells. Did you do him earlier? No. Oh, okay. Then and there's one from Lawrence Weir as oh, okay, well. Okay, okay, sorry. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. It's just because it's covering Pokemon. Pokemon has sucked me back in. There are confusing new berries and irritatingly rare evolution items, but the new beasties are just so darn adorable. What game that you thought you were done with, that you swore you were done with, has dragged you back with a grin on your face? Pip, pip, Robert. Mm, don't know about grin on my face. Sometimes you just feel resigned and you can't get out of that sort of that sort of hole. I guess Pokemon Go, I quit uh, before you. Yeah. And then when I noticed you were still plugging away, I was like, oh, all right, fine, I'll go back in. And I'm I'm still playing it, and clearly yeah. the update's got me excited too. I tried it, didn't get it. Uh, tried it again, loved it, stopped it, and now I'm dabbling again. And it did it's giving me a grin on my face. Got to dabble because we're going to New York. Yeah. There'll be a Pokemon there for sure. Do more than dabble there. All right, if you've got any uh, letters to send us. Well, we're going to be off for a little bit, Steve. Well, so it's still nice to hear from people, isn't it? Please still write to us. If you want to write to us because you care about us and not because you want to hear your words on the air. That'd uh, be nice, wouldn't it? Be nice. People be not lovely. just wanting some, thinking, "Oh, I'll write to one life." Sometimes they give away games, or if they don't give away games, they just get a bit annoyed. So I'll try and write them. To, just write to us anyway. Just let us know how you're doing. We like to keep in touch. Teamonlifelife.com. Thanks. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to On Life Left Local News. The daughter of the US president has gone missing in Spain immediately after her line of herbs and healing medicines was removed from the merchant's shelves. It is believed that Ashlanka was adding a range of homeopathic medicines to her group of products. While some merchants did stock these items, they soon realised that they didn't actually do anything and decided to stick to the green herbs that are proven to have incredible healing powers. Unfortunately, Ash Lanka has now gone missing and is believed to be held captive by a bunch of mutated men who don't listen to discourse, just violently attack people for no reason and have disgusting orange skin. Or the alt-right, as they are more commonly known. Thanks and back to your usual programming.
It's One Life Left favourite clam. It's a song called Prism. It's from chipmusic.org. Uh, you're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Resonance is currently uh, raising money for Resonance because it's a charity. Uh, supports the community. Went to a charity gig for Resonance yesterday, hosted by Daniel Kitson, Stuart Lee, on the bill to Lewis Schaefer, who uh, leads the show before this. It was all very, very, very good. Enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Jeff, uh, did you feel like part of the family? Uh, part of the Resonance family? Yeah. Yes, I did. Good. Did said hello to station manager Ed on the way in. Oh. He went, hello. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I think we're safe. I think <laughs> it was safe for another season. Uh, but it was brilliant. It's brilliant to see so many people there as well and raising money for a very, very good cause. Uh, so the fundraiser technically, technically finished yesterday, but please never stop giving because this station relies on donations. So you can go to fundraiser.resonance.fm for information on how to give money or just go to Resonance FM and give money anyhow. You can give it through there um we will be doing our fundraising event in april and we talked about this last week it's going to be very exciting it's going to be marioki taken to the next level yeah we're going to have a live band backing us for marioki uh tickets will go on sale at some point when we <laughs> when we've march. worked out where the venue is tickets will go on sale in march when we're back from america uh, but we're really really excited the band came to marioki on friday and did they sang a song it was the first it was a bit nerve-wracking actually like uh, simon and i were doing marioki got to about half nine or so and um and then, yeah, Henry, who was on the show uh, last yeah. week, wandered across and said, yeah, so we're all here. We've been at the back of the room for a while. And I was like... Oh, no. Oh, Are no, they we out? didn't know. We didn't know. But they said they had a wonderful time. They loved it. And then they stayed. They stayed to the bitter end. They did Brilliant. a song. They sang um, The Best by Tina Turner, oh. which is about Tempest, because we stick these words in rhyming dictionaries. <laughs> Simply Tempest, uh, um, better than all the rest, technically true. That song, whenever anyone requests it, gets me every time because it is listed as the best yeah. and I'm always looking for simply yeah. the best. Even though it's the best and they've written down the best. Yeah. And yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, we are off to New York on... You just looked at the the clock like uh in, in the, 25 minutes but it is quite soon isn't it, it it's is. in thursday, 72 hours thursday yeah the thursday yes we're on off to new york on the thursday, the thursday. what time's our flight it's at like 4 p.m oh ages 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 <laughs> don't have to leave until like ages don't have to three. pack until two uh, so that's really, really exciting. We're doing a gig at Baby Castles. If you're listening to us in New York, please come along. If you know anyone in New York, please ask them to come along. Uh, if you are considering if moving to, move New to New York, do it, this is do a it. this is a good week to do, do that. Do it before do it before please Friday. Friday, because yeah. we're going to be out there on Friday. A little that. bit concerned about the attendance. It's fine. A L- little um, bit concerned. We have started events where we have promised to sing for the entire night if no one else will. And we have concluded events having sung for the entire night. <laughs> because no one but, else would. And it's been fun. And so it's been we, great. I guess we'll do that. We know we're, we're going to have some friends there. So. And we're going to be able to walk away from that and say, we played New York. We, were, we did a gig in New York. <laughs> and it uh, did and, happen. And never, and never no talk one about can it talk, again. Take that away from no. us. So that's going to be exciting. And then the following Thursday, it is 
the date in the calendar year, the games industry calendar year. One Life Left's uh, American calendar year, usually because it's the only time we play, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this time it's two gigs. So. Uh, we're playing San Francisco at Encore Karaoke Bar. The gig is sold out and there is nothing we can do about that. Uh, there are no tickets left, but there will be tickets on the door from 9.30. You may have to queue to get in. If you do not get to the venue before 9.30 and you have a ticket, you may have to queue to get in as well because we will just be letting anyone in up to capacity after that point. But it will be brilliant and we can say it will be worth queuing for. There will be new songs. There will be drinks, free drinks there. Yes. And confirm uh, improbable uh, improbable are going to sponsor the bar. We also have brilliant sponsorship from previous guests on One Life Left. Yes, Shadowverse. So thank you so much to uh, both of them. Um, and we will see you all there, we hope. We are going to have. I mean, we won't see you all there. The best. Because you won't be able to get in. No. But so, I mean, it's limited capacity. Yeah, we the health, it's health and safety, really. There are literally. Lo- like, we want to see you all there, but. We've seen the figures for this radio show. Yeah. We can't. Can't fit physically you all, can't fit, fit you all, all in. in the venue but some of you won't be able to get there because it's in San Francisco so we think it'll probably even itself out we think <laughs> see you all there see you all there all who want ish to there be there alright we will have one more piece of music and then we'll be back with reviews Life Left on Resonance FM, the best radio station in the world and a radio show that is a solid 7 out of 10. There are some new Pokemon nearby, but I don't know what they are because I've not caught them yet. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, you can go on a little adventure after this, uh, try and find them. It is, it is interesting how it has genuinely affected the way I play yeah. a little bit. I've been sort of... Oh, I should say that piece of music, shouldn't I? Uh, should. It's called Plants Prisms by Economon uh, and is brilliant. I thought that, I mean, thought they were all brilliant, but I thought that was yeah, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Well, that's uh, what we're talking about right now. So, yeah, I've been, I've been... It's changed the game a bit. One of the things I thought they'd do... They'd, done really really smartly is it seems and this is anecdotal evidence that a lot of the new pokemon replace the plethora of pidgeys that were mm. around mm. which means that your shortcut to um to leveling oh, to pidgey glory just farming farming the pidgeys it's gone farm farm the pidgeys put farm an the egg pidgeys. on there's more uh, there's more things other things out there different things it's exciting you can't get annoyed at them Normally, when people when they nerf these shortcuts, people get angry. Go, what? Well, my whole Pidgey strategy's out the window. But you know, new there's new Pokies. Pokemon and they're cute. So they're there also seems to be uh, Pokemon can now do- dodge better. Oh, yeah. So I had a Pokemon the other day that was it was hanging up high and then occasionally hanging down low, and you had to. Oh, is that not just a glitch? No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> think I've it's... had that before, where it sort of looked like it was on its side. And then I've thrown a ball and then it's gone, oh, actually, I'm meant to be here. And then it just stayed Apparently there. Apparently they do dodge side to side now as well. I don't know. And uh, you've got these berries, new berries, ones that... Uh, banana. Uh, banana, banana yeah. berry. Uh, there's what one that gives you, makes them drop more candy if you oh. use it. And there's one that stops them dodging as much as well. So it's all very exciting. But mostly I'm excited about the genders. Nanab Berry. It's a banana, for goodness sake. <laughs> Perfect. Good save. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what have you been playing this week that isn't VR or Pokemon? Um, well, can we do a joint review of Overcooked? Yay. It's a joint game. Yeah. So we're going to review this in co-op as the game is. Uh, <laughs> Hope so nothing goes on fire. <laughs> Uh, so, co-op, no wait, Overcooked is a co-op game uh, where you are working, well, you're working in a kitchen because you have to save the world from uh, a monster that you have to feed, but you have to go and train in various different places because you're not yet good enough to feed the monster. Very confusing yeah. setup, isn't it? Very confusing setup. Um, a lot goes on straight away and then it's all fine. Uh, but it is brilliant how it gets you into it you learn very very quickly what you're supposed to do and what you are supposed to do is work in tandem or more uh, with uh, other players in the kitchen to prepare different meals you need different ingredients for the meal sometimes these ingredients need to be chopped sometimes they need to be cooked sometimes they need to be assembled put on plates and then you put them out and then uh, you have to get the plates back and you've got to wash them up and make sure you've got enough plates and there's a lot of stuff going on because kitchens Mm. are terrible places to work uh, and you have to be working uh, in cooperation with whoever you're playing the game with. What I loved is that there's always slightly too much information for one of you to keep track of. And so it doesn't matter whether it's at the sort of uh, pretty chilled first couple of levels or later on in the game, but you are always shouting at each other to do something that the other person is too busy to pay attention to, mm. which is a fabulous game mechanic. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a game about blame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do like to play the blame game. Um and it, yeah, it's really, really fun. Um, 
Like I've, it, it feels like it teaches you just enough and gives you just too much uh, to work with. So you do always feel a little bit harassed, which is exactly what it's like working in a kitchen. Um, <laughs> I've done that. I've worked in kitchens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's. Uh, I I sort of want. I want a companion game um, about have uh, being the people that are placing the orders and like for example being on one of those dates and having to like make small talk whilst your food is <laughs> taking a long time to come out or you know you've got to get angry with them your food's come out and it's come out without lettuce in it oh my goodness and so you have to get uh, okay so complain this is a really good idea mm-hmm. right this would be a funny game yeah. you could make it you could probably knock it together and twine you could probably, if not, do it in something super simple. Uh, and it would be really funny and people would tweet about it and like you and you'd get validation for your effort. I love validation. That's you why I send the food itch. out. No, seriously, do it. Like, genuinely make that game. It seems okay. like, it, like it could be super funny. We've got time off of radio, so, so yeah, I've got, got nothing else going on. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> There we go. Good. Uh, so that is a review for a game that ends with um, a pitch for another game. Seven out of ten. Excellent. So uh, to make matters easy today, I haven't been playing anything. Didn't you say oh, you've been playing dear. more Fire Emblem? Yeah, so that's the truth. I think it's really, really interesting that uh, despite people like worrying about Nintendo moving to mobile, worrying what that means for Nintendo, and worrying that they don't have the nous to sort of pull this off i am playing two games on my cell phone right now uh by right now i mean literally while you were talking uh and one of them is pokemon and one of them is fire emblem and both of them do mobile mobile type stuff in a very very clever way i guess you would say that pokemon isn't actually a nintendo uh nintendo game it's uh niantic and it's based heavily on ingress and so nintendo's a sort of uh, contribution there is not much more than the IP. And Fire Emblem is, uh, as we discussed last week, a kind of quite objectively poor version of Fire Emblem. But it is, I think, a good free-to-play game. I mean, it does keep me coming back in a way that's slightly depressing, uh, and I know I'll be angry about myself about in, in three months' time when I look at what I've done and think, why was I playing that and not Hoplite? Because Hoplite is an excellent turn-based strategy game, uh, but I'm, you know, mostly I think it's super, super interesting that you know it's taken Nintendo uh, less than a year. When did Pokemon come out? Uh, is it? It's, it's not. It's like eighteen. I think that's been. I don't think so. I don't think it's been out for a year. I don't think Let's Pokemon's search. been out for a year. Uh, it's. I think it's taken think Nintendo it less than a year has. to dominate my cell phone and dominate my mobile phone play habits. And that is not even counting for Mario Run, which did play pretty solidly for a week. Anyway, uh, I'm still, I'm basically enjoying the compulsion of, of levelling up heroes in Fire Emblem. What's the news, then? 6th of July, 2016. Told you. Hasn't even been out a year. Feels like a lifetime. Told you. So well done, Nintendo. I will continue to play Fire Emblem, which I do think is adorable and pretty and not that great. 7 out of 10. Boom. One minute left. Excellent. Uh, so we are going to be away for the next. That's it, isn't it? Little while. You know that is it. This is the last time we have to go through this 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 experience, which makes me sad because it's genuinely the most fun I have every week. Uh, uh, but you will be able to listen to our GD show. See our GDC shows being broadcast uh, on Resonance for the next 
few weeks. We won't have anything to put up next week. How many but shows that, are we doing out there? We're doing five, five, aren't we? Yeah. So we're doing five five shows. Wow, yeah. that's going to be exhausting. All Monday, solid Tuesday, gold. Thursday, solid gold. Well, to be fair, Monday is usually a bit of a rough start. We might not submit that one. Yeah, and Friday is always a rough end because that's after Mario. We will submit that one because we've got some good guests on already. So. Okay, so. <laughs> so... So we'll be off for at least uh, five weeks, won't we? Yeah. After this, because... Um, Please remember to come to Marioki on April the 6th because we'll be raising money for Resonance FM, our favourite radio station and the best radio station in the world. And we should know we go around it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been great. It's been great. See you in a couple of months. You've done it again. What? Why, why, why do you and Simon always do this? You finish at 10 seconds past and we've actually meant to start the jingle yeah. at 20 seconds past. Okay, okay. now? 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 Now. Okay, see you, bye!